Welcome to Soul Traders, a podcast for creatives and freelancers who want to build an intentional business in alignment with their life and their values. I'm Amy Snookstra, a writer and digital strategist, and today I'm joined by Sarah Warwick. So Sarah is a health and fitness trainer based in Fremantle. Her business is called Body School, and she has a legion of absolutely devoted clients who regularly train with her and have done so for many years. Sarah is well known for her ability to inspire and energize people into taking action to improve their health and their fitness. But what I really love about what you've created, Sarah, is the incredible community you've built around your business. So to start, maybe you could tell me a bit about why community is so important to you and how you support the growth and development of the community around Body School. Awesome. Thanks, Amy. And that's an amazing intro. Thank you so much for that. Why is community, I guess, you know, we all want to belong, don't we? I think deep, deep down, it's an important human thing to want to belong. I think essentially to ourselves, which would be great, and that's sort of a lifelong challenge, but also to groups, you know, and to to the place that we live in. I think connected to that is also, well, particularly for me, is about caring for people. I think that's a really huge one. So I think that's probably led into a lot into what I do is caring for people. And the longer you do something, the more that I've been doing body school, it's really about where I live and the people who live in my community, the community of Fremantle and then the greater community. How do I support that? How do I make that happen? I guess just first of all showing up and time spent. I think that's a general rule for any community and connection is showing up. You know, I've been training some of my people for like 12 to 14 years, you know, so. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's a long time. I train their kids now too. So that's that's pretty amazing and that <laughs> that great. to me is just that just fills me up you know I have a teenage class and there's some of my community's kids in the teen girl class but also in my other classes there'll be husbands and wives or a dad and a and a kid or a mum and a kid or just a kid so that's really beautiful that's really community building I do regular programs so that really builds it and when so it might be a four week program where we just sort of tidy up our health life, you know, like quit booze and sugar and do lots of exercise. And what we do then is we form like a Facebook group or if they're not on Facebook, we communicate in another way. And that really brings the team together because, and I was talking to someone about this just this morning, telling them about it was how when you've got a challenge, it really helps to be with other people and know that they're on the challenge. It kind of, you borrow the motivation. And it's inspiring. So if you're thinking you might fall off the wagon a bit, you might go, oh, but, you know, I've got on my team and I don't want to let the team down. So I think the programs are really community building. That's been a really great thing that I've put into my business. We do some social things as well. Recently we did a clean up the beach day. That was that was a really great thing and that's a real one of my goals for this year is to do a lot more stuff like that as a community and for my community. I did a little camping trip to climb Bluff Knoll and that was last year, and do do some walks. That was great. And also through social media. So there is my community of people that come and train with me, and there's some people who float in and out, and then there's their family, families around them who, of course, I've got to know. But then there's the social media community, which is people who like what I do and I say, and they really 
they really talk to me and they respond to me. And it's been a journey for me with the social media stuff because sometimes I'm like, oh, I love it, and then sometimes I hate it and, you know, it takes up, yeah. it gets me in too much, you know, or I'm just wasting too much time. But I am coming to understand, and particularly through COVID, that there is a true community built through it. And I see these people in my community. They directly message me. We talk. They want advice. And so when I'm speaking, when I'm writing my pieces or trying to get across something that's really true for me, I am also thinking about all those people. That Was that a really long-winded answer to your question? <laughs> I think, yeah, it's a great answer because I think there's a lot of elements there to building a community like you've done. And I love how you said that putting the time in is important mm. because I think a lot of people underestimate how long it takes to build a community like you've done. And I love how you talked about the social media. In fact, I was going to ask you because you say mm. place is so important and, and connecting with people that way, like person to person and connection with place. Because I know you did some classes over Zoom last mm. year. Can you talk me through that and how you did that and, and how that felt? Yeah. So it was, you know, for small business. Yeah. I want to clarify that too, because that's a really important point. And I was thinking about that just this morning when I was thinking about us talking and I was thinking small business is super, super tough. I'm sure you, you yeah. agree, <laughs> you know, and I'm a, and I'm a sole trader and there are times when you feel like very alone and it's really, really tough and and are you going to keep going and it's where you've got to pull out that real grit and that determination and that wanting to have a challenge and, as you said, just show up, you know, even if you're not feeling that good mm. or whatever and, and having those people in mind. But also that it has, I am very, I am so grateful for, who's in my business now. Do you know what I mean? The people I have, they're absolutely amazing, yeah. but it has taken a huge amount of time. So leading on from that, when COVID struck, you go, oh, my God, you know. I mean, I feel super sorry for people in who have actual gyms because they had just had to close, right? So because I train outside, I, had, I wasn't yeah. paying rent somewhere, so it would have been devastating to those people. And I've watched a lot of businesses close down. I was like, okay, what can I do? You know, what can I do? I was listening to Radio National or something. They were talking about all of a sudden how microphones and ear sets were sold out all over Australia. And I was like, oh, my God, Zoom. And so I raced up. I had to drive like far, far, far north of the city Apparently bought the last. So you panic bought a microphone. Set. I did indeed. <laughs> a head from Madonna headset, and then I, I actually from a long time ago, I kind of thought, oh, this is kind of a nice marrying of my worlds because I did broadcasting at Whopper and I was a TV presenter and for a few years on a couple of TV. Did you? Yes, such shows as the Motor. Wonderful. The, the Motor Show. I and that was filmed on a Saturday That's at two great. two p.m. on Channel Nine. Anyway, so I thought I'll be okay. I'm not afraid of that space, basically. I'm trained in that space. But it was clunky. You know, I made mistakes and I couldn't get the audio and this and that. And and to my incredible clients, like I had I think sometimes like 20 people on Zoom for a class, they all just jumped on board. They were absolutely amazing to, and supported Great. me. And I think that's a real it's a sign of the depth of your, of the connection and tie with your community so yeah got on but it was weird Amy you know like there I am a communicator and I like that you know to and fro 
in a conversation and there I was cracking my jokes and doing my thing and everyone mutes themselves, you know, because otherwise there's they they so <laughs> so I'm just my cat and dog would be in there sometimes so that someone could laugh at my jokes. But yeah, it was really weird. But it saved me. So, you know, I adapted, I did it and and then they said you can go back outside, you can train outside in groups of no more than 10. So all of a sudden my business just went zoom and then everyone was super keen to come back and train. So in that sense of COVID has been sort of good for me in the sense that, of course, people want to train outside, you know, in the fresh air and with some distancing and, yeah. And I love that idea that community is a it's a two-way street. So you nurture your community and grow it and then they nurture you back. Because so often I think particularly for maybe for bigger businesses, they see community as a sort of a business asset that you have to have and, yeah, you have to invest some money in it to grow your social media and all that, but they, they miss the point, which is that, you know, that there's something really incredible about that. So I've followed you for a while on social media. I was just saying before we started recording how much I love your Instagram. Thank you. And I've noticed that you talk a lot about vitality and that seems to be a strong theme that runs through a lot of areas in your business and your approach to health and to fitness. So could you talk me through that concept of vitality and what it means to you? So I think, and I would say for me too, that because I'm 51, I guess there's a bit of an emphasis, although it doesn't have to be, you know, this can apply to any age. But as far as that coming to transitions in your life and ageing and coming into middle age, let's say, I think that I guess I'm a person who's always wanted to be able to do what they kind of decide to do. You know what I mean? So if I want to, if there's anything in my life that I want to do, travel, move, run and do this, swim at the beach every day, at some point hold my grandchildren and roll around and play with them and live this big life, I want to feel like I have the energy And I think it's really one is, yeah, just to have that good energy because I feel like when we're lacking that vitality in our life, a lot of the time it comes down to energy. I don't focus in on, I don't do get the bikini body or or any of that kind of crap. That's not my jam. You know, my jam is about supporting people to feel good, you know, and I guess that's what that vitality is. The best description I I have is that thing where you go for a walk or a run or swim or whatever it is that you like to do to move your body. You have a shower, you get out of the shower and you say you're going somewhere, you get in your car or you go to do something and you just have this incredible feeling. It's actually super addictive too. So I know, I know that feeling so well. I know that if we just try to have some have some things in line in our life, you can be feeling good and it's not about being skinny or this or that or the other. It's really about just, you know, feeling the best in yourself. And I think being able to shine out your essence, really, you know what I mean, to be able to, life's going to have all the, have all the tough stuff, yeah? Yeah. I think it's good to try to try to at least have your base, which is that you've got some basic health, you know, that you're feeling good in your skin. And that can come from however you want it to come. It's, it doesn't mean training with me and it doesn't mean eating like me and it doesn't mean doing anything. However it is that you find your little way and it will take a bit of digging into to find what that is. Oh, I love that. It's so multidimensional. Yeah, that really makes sense to me. And it's great to hear it straight from you, like to describe it that way. And and that sort of 
not the same shape for every person and and that just that feeling you're right when you you've been moving your body or been to yoga class and mm. yeah I totally get what you're talking about I think everybody knows what that feeling is and it, you're right it's different for each person so just to talk a little bit more about Instagram as I said I love your feed you sort of do nutrition and you mm. you talk about your life and what's going on and as well as you know your business so could you take me through kind of your approach to to Instagram or social media and like marketing, I suppose, for your business? Well, it's interesting because I was thinking about this and I was thinking about before social media, you know, so there's a quite an interesting historical thing with how to get clients, right? Like how we used to get clients. And I was thinking about basically with fitness training, it used to be like flyers or put an ad in your local rag, you know. and Yeah, the Fremantle Herald. I was going to say, I didn't, well, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, the Fremantle Herald, which was really <laughs> expensive. People do read it. Yeah. Do they? Do they? I've never been anywhere else that people actually read the local rag. Like they actually read it. Anyway, go yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, yeah, there people would do that and flyers in letterboxes and like kind of, which is probably not unlike the social media stuff is those kind of business groups where you do network marketing, you know, where you connect with other people and go through like that. Anyway, social media came along and one of the things I was thinking about having had a business before is I guess being, for me, it's quite instinctive it's really important to me, and this is part of vitality as well, tying back into that, is to try to be yourself. And there's a real tendency to look out to others and to go, oh, look how they're doing it. You can borrow ideas, I think, that, you know, and I'm up for always learning about how to do it. But at the same time, I think I want to just stay true to my instinctive way, which is just to go, you know what, this is the way I'm ageing and I am into health stuff and lots of other stuff too, music and lots of other stuff, but this is kind of how I do it, you know, and this is how I'm feeling and I have really shit time sometimes and I'm in middle age and I'm struggling with a mum who has dementia and I've got kids doing their stuff and a long-term marriage and within all of that world, here's some of the things I do to try to cope in life. You know what I mean? But also at the same time, you know, I love cooking plant-based food. That's just an absolute passion and it ties into this vitality circle of the things in your life. You know, getting sleep, you know, well, I like plant-based food, you know, maybe just cooking your own food at home is a great basic thing, moving your body in a way that you'd like. So I guess through social media, I'm collecting a community of people that, you know, enjoy what I do and getting some of my messages also that I'm quite messages about climate change, messages about feminism as well is really important to me. And also absolutely to tie in with what I do is no body shaming and really supporting women in their body journey, essentially. The body positive thing on social media has been fantastic to see rolling out, hasn't it? So good. It's been so exciting. So good because I just feel like, like I was saying before about the marketing, there was these really narrow avenues for people to access and I can say for myself like I follow some accounts of women who are in their 50s and it's just so important you know and I think that's one of going to be one of my future posts coming up is like just follow people who are your own age if you're so worried about aging don't look at so many young people and not that I love young people I love you know but 
it's a transition and you've got to move through and and perhaps if you see someone who you think, oh, yeah, they're doing all right, you know what I mean? They're happy and they're, they've they got their wrinkles and they're, you know, whatever and and they're getting older and they're on this big, wild, adventurous life too. You know, it doesn't have yeah, to be that we. I love that. There was one more thing I was going to say about the Instagram stuff is more is not, I believe, and this is not, I don't know if this is true or not, but searching out for more people to follow you or whatever is not important to me because in the scope of my business, it's just getting my message out to the peeps that are keen for my message. And if more people come on board, fantastic, but I don't. And I think that I've got a lot of very loyal and true followers, but I don't need, it's not important to me to have big numbers. Uh, well, look, I think me and Bo on the show have talked about this before, about, you know, choosing your own metrics and about really making connections with people, particularly as a sole trader, because having a huge follower number, it's not going to do anything for your business day to day, is it really? No. I love your approach. It's fantastic. You talked about climate change and advocating for women, which makes me wonder about something you said about caring. Could you talk me through sort of what that means to you? and how that works for a tiny micro sole trader business, these big things. I think that there's a really important point and I was, again, I heard someone talking about it on the radio the other day. The context was voting in America and how how hard they make it for people to vote and then it went on, the conversation went on to how people think my vote's not important, right? So, and this is, and this ties back to what I'm going to say now, which is, everybody's vote is important. That's what makes up the world. You know, and that's what makes up our government too. So I guess the older I've got and some of it's more time, but kids getting older and seeing what's happening in the world, I realise that I want to fight for the things that I care about, you know, and it's, it's important. And I'm also happy to stick my neck out. It's a bit scary sometimes. And sometimes I could probably stick it out further, but it's important to me to do that and I can and I guess I can because I am a bit of a natural leader and that's what I do in my job. So I feel like I have some responsibility to do it. But the other point that was made in this conversation about voting in America, which is really important, and I've had to learn this myself and I'm still not very good at it, but I'm getting better, is to understand if someone has a very, very different opinion to you to get into the context of it and to ask them about it. You know what I mean? It's not just like, no, Mm. you don't believe in climate science. That's ridiculous. Or whatever it is, you think that Me Too's gone too far and people should shut up about it now. Or, you know, you think that all people are fat, are lazy. Let's just say, let's just chuck out some stereotypes there. You might just want to dig into that conversation and, and be like, why? Why? I'm just wondering why you think like that instead of, oh, my God, you're wrong. You know what I mean? So mm. I would like to think that I'm going forward happy to stand up for what I believe in, but also really importantly that I'm happy to listen to those who have different views to me because we're not going to get anybody on board but just by cutting them off. And I think in the past I would have ranted and raved and not listened and I still do it sometimes, but I am... It's one thing I want to be better at and, yeah, definitely care. And, you know, if you have some influence, I believe, this is my opinion and it's just my opinion, I think it's good to use it. You know, it is good to use it. I think everybody has influence. 
I mean, influence, influencer, it's such an overused kind of misunderstood yeah. area, but everybody does, even if it's within their family or with their direct neighbours where they live or where they walk their dog, everybody yeah. does have some influence. Yeah. And we should be using it. So this is my, like, absolutely have to ask you this, <laughs> goal setting. So we did oh, yeah. the, the year of the ox. We led into season two, which was fantastic. And, you know, it's mid-February now, but I still think a lot of people are easing into the year and <laughs> starting to think about goals and what 2021 is going to look like for them. And I wanted to ask you about goal setting because I know in your work it must be just so essential and I think – you must be really good at supporting people to to achieve what, what they set out to achieve. So any thoughts on goal setting and, and making yourself accountable and actually following through? Yes, yes, I have lots of ideas about this. So number one, most importantly, it's really crucial to know how you work. So a bit of self-reflection, firstly, yeah? So if you're a person who is setting a goal and you are a very disciplined person and you don't require lots of structure and you're like, I'm going to get, let's say, really loose, way too wide goal of I'm going to get fit. And then you say, I'm just going to go out and do some workouts. But you do go out and do those where you take yourself off to the park and you do your 45-minute workouts three times a week and because you understand that you're a super disciplined person. But let's say, on the other hand, someone like me, I, I'm a bit of both, okay? So I actually do like a lot of structure with things and that's really how I, I try to teach a lot is it's not about you have to come to all my classes to get fit, but it's about if you want to change something, we don't naturally have amazing staying power and sometimes motivation. So it's good to have structure. So first of all, know yourself and then have a plan. So make a plan. And I think it's really important to put some money down. I know that might sound weird, but I think it's good. For me, it works too. I pay for my the things that I go to generally in advance or by the month or weekly or whatever. And so when it comes to that day, that part of me that doesn't want to waste that money goes to the class. If that's the last bit of motivation I'm relying on. So know yourself, make a plan, pay for some classes if we're talking about fitness. And then I think group support's really good as well. So having support, telling people around you, clearing out obstacles as well to try to achieve stuff is really important. And then be prepared for the unexpected, you know, be prepared for maybe you join something, you get sick and not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, just be like, that's life. You know, on a really personal level, we got told at the end of last year that our mum who stopped eating and she's got dementia that she probably, at the end of this, she'll probably die at the end of this year, right? And, you know, you prep yourself at the start of the year, it's heavy and it's a big thing. We've been on the journey for a long time though. And she settled where she is. And then we go in on Monday, my sister and I, and she's had porridge for breakfast. She's had mash. She's had all these different things to eat. And my sister and I are just looking at each going, this is life. This is life. You know, like who knows what's going to happen now? You know, she's all perky and she's fantastic. So the oh point is there we are. Yeah, there we are going in my head. I'm planning for 2021 and thinking don't, don't fill your year up too much, Sarah. Be prepared that, you know, it could be a massive year as far as mum goes and we're all on board, that's fine. And then, you know, so be prepared for the unexpected. 
yeah, get support and then evaluate, I suppose, afterwards too. And have little evaluate, have little, you know, you can lend out motivation. So get a friend to do something with you, to join you on your little thing or, but check in with yourself quite regularly about how you're going and even write it down, journal it or whatever. So yeah, that's pretty much how I would say I do it with my clients and for me. Oh. It's a lot of structure, which might sound a bit awesome. No, I think because I'm thinking about more like translating this to sort of business goals, I guess, and following through with what you want to achieve professionally, I suppose. And I think structure is so important because really you're just setting up an infrastructure for you to be able to move through easier and and all those other things, support that you mentioned, so important. So that was that's very interesting. But I also think what you said about uncertainty just wasn't twenty twenty, just a lesson in uncertainty and and sort of how to cope with it if we if we really needed a lesson. Wow. I know so much. And the idea too, like you said about small small business, and I did with some friends, Bo included, over the past few years, and it kind of laid the template of really trying to nail down a few things that you wanted done by the end of a year and some structure as far as a small business goes. And that's really helped me. I had a few, you know, getting a new website, new new graphics and stuff I wanted done by the end of last year, even though it was COVID. And it was actually helped because I had good home focus on those things, got them done. And I think the other thing too in small business, which I would like to do more of and like maybe gather a community of women to do it is some mentoring and support when you're alone in your small business because I think that's tough. You know, I think, don't you think, like that aspect Absolutely. of... It's basically what our podcast is about, talking through <laughs> these things so we don't have to be alone, even though we are alone. We're alone together. <laughs> So I want to ask you, Sarah, we do a regular segment on this show called Kicking Goals and it's about patting yourself on the back for something small that you've achieved in the last week. So can you tell us something that you've achieved in the last week that you feel good about? Well, it's actually, it's a little bit preemptive, but it's got to be done by lunchtime today. So I (gasps) have, it's exciting actually, I messaged a friend a couple of weeks ago who loves writing too and I said how about we enter a small a short story writing competition because of the structure that's the reason okay so you know I'm trying to do more blog posts on my website and it's so far been not doing so well about being regular and that is one of my goals for 2021 but anyway I just thought I just wanted to write about something else so we entered this competition well today it's got to be in today and I've just got to do the last bit of editing and it's a between three to five thousand word piece and you've got to write about place, like so setting within Australia. And I've written about Shoalwater Bay, which is a place just south of Rockingham, which is a that I've been going to my whole life, got a little shack there on the bay and that's what I've written about. And I finished it nearly. So I edit it and then it's ready to go. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I love that. So thanks so much for your time today, Sarah. And if people want to find you, can you tell us what your website is? So it's just if you put Body School into Google, I'm pretty sure it'll be the first one that comes up, but it's bodyschool.com.au. And that's Body School altogether, one word, no crazy spelling, just like school. And I'm on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram too. I think Instagram, it's Body School One. You can find me there and I'm always happy to answer any questions. And yeah, it's been awesome to chat. Thank you so much for having me on. 
oh, it's been just so illuminating. So the Soul Traders are on Instagram as well. We are just Soul Traders Podcast, all one word. And as always, if you've enjoyed the episode and you want to support the show, the best thing you can do for us is to text the link to a friend. Thanks so much. Thank you, Amy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.